0: Well, we'll talk. We'll do different. We'll talk about Purim a little bit. Purim is just around the corner, so we might as well talk a little about Purim. Janice asked me where we're going to study the parsha today, which would be uh, Tzav or Purim. I think Purim comes once a year. She says the portion of Tzav comes once a year too. Um, the um, it's a festival, and Tzav doesn't every year come out and Purim so, but Purim is Purim once a year. But whatever, the, and actually. Uh, we had a little discussion about this in the morning in the class. We had a little bit of discussion, so the Rebbe Sicha and Janice asked um, asked about it. Um, uh, we played the um, the recording from previous years, go through all the customs of a uh, of Purim, what you do and the reasons for it. And Janice had a couple of questions over there, and we did, we discussed it. But it's interesting that this is actually a discussion in the Talmud. Uh, this is a whole big discussion. This is in in the, Rebbe, uh, the Rebbe's talk, in, uh, in one of the later volumes of the Sicha, the of Purim, that the Rebbe uh, uh, discusses this, um, this Talmud piece. This is actually in, in volume 36. And this is the second Sicha for Purim. So, generally, uh, you know, when God does a, a kindness to someone, God is kind to you. Uh, we should say thank you, God. We should say uh, we appreciate. You know. Now, of course, Hashem is always kind, but we don't always recognize it. We don't always appreciate it. We don't always feel it. Uh, it's not always as as clear. It's clear. And, um, and the uh, I guess the the challenge is in our lives to be able to see how Hashem. Does uh, does good oh, for God, us. Okay. Does does kindness yeah. for us, and does uh, the same thing is true uh, with all people. You know, a lot of times people do you a favor or do something good for you, and you forget to say thank you, and you forget to to acknowledge them and to appreciate. That's a very important uh, mitzvah we learn from many places. Hakoras uh, hatov, recognizing somebody who has done good for you. So certainly. When Hashem does something good for you, uh, we should um, thank Him. So, Purim, God did something beautiful for us. Why? Because technically, there was a decree in writing already, and it has been published and sent out to all the 127 uh, provinces or countries, Medina is of King Achashverish. And according to the Medrash, the way we interpret the, um, the verses, Achashverish was a Molech Bikipa, as the Gemara says. He ruled in the entire, basically, he was entire world. Uh, he was in charge, he had control. And they sent out a decree, decree stated that all Jews should be killed in one day. God made a great miracle that instead of the Jews uh, being given to their enemies to annihilate, the Jews stood up, fought back, and were able to uh, destroy and kill many of their enemies with Haman was hung on the tree and the sons of Haman, and and etc. So this is a Great miracle. It's a deliverance. Hashem delivered us from a tragedy to goodness. So we should say thank you Hashem for that. Where do we find, to begin with, where do we find people saying thank you to Hashem in, in the Pasuk, in the Chumash? Now, of course we have to realize that the Purim we don't find in the Torah because the Purim story took place much later the story of Purim takes place between the first and second temple in between. So this was in a much later after the Torah. So in the Torah you don't find anything about Purim directly. There's a lot of hints to it. Esther Minatoirnaim Mordechai there's various different Hamon there's various different uh allusions to it. But clearly the story was actually added on Esther actually asked requested that she wants to be recorded for the generations to come and she asked them to write down the Megillah and then they incorporated it together with the other 24 became the 24th book of the Holy Scriptures of the Kisve HaKodesh became the Megillah that was done by her request where do we find in the Torah where do we find a miracle that took place to the Jewish people which we're going to celebrate right after Purim, which is the miracle of Pesach, Passover. Now, the Passover miracles basically the Jewish people were slaves to Pharaoh. Hashem slaved them, took them out from slavery. So, what, how did the Jews celebrate their freedom? What did they do? They said az yashir moshe of ne yisrael they sang the song of hashem they gave shira they gave song and praise to hashem they did the az yashir that's what we have so we see that the jewish people responded to their uh, deliverance through the miracle by singing hashem's a song of moshe we have we write up about all hashem's great miracles what he did how he And after Moshe, then comes Miriam, and she sings along with all the women with the tambourines. So we see that there is a shira, there is a song to um, to when a miracle happens. Now, if you try to uh, a lot of times to compare the two miracles, which was a greater miracle? Was it the Exodus of Egypt? Was it the Ozyoshu uh, Moshe or the miracle that took place for the Jewish people uh, from Haman? Well, the Haman one, Hashem isn't even mentioned. Good, yeah. So, uh, did, yes, was no. it, uh, did, did the people do it themselves or was Hashem still involved but it was hidden? Yeah. So, the other miracle... Hashem was clearly involved, was the leader of doing everything, it just put Moshe in charge, but Good very all oh, good points. Question though, what i am asking asking specifically, which is not asking how the miracle took place, which is a very good point that we'll discuss a little bit later. Also, the question is how did the miracle took place? The question is, which of the two was a, a greater miracle for the benefit of the recipients of for the Jewish people? <laughs> I would say the Pesach one because... Which one? The Pesach one. Because in God eventually allowing Pharaoh to let us go and crossing the sea, it allowed us to become a nation from from being slaves for hundreds of years. Good idea, but... In the very simple level. In, in, well, in Purim, they were going to wipe out right, right, we we in one even, day yeah, we wouldn't right. even have a chance to be poss- maybe right. by, by the water maybe they were going to schlep us back right. to Egypt. Maybe we would still be alive. Maybe we'd have we another chance. Or, And, and right. the water was not an independent miracle. We're talking about the general concept. What, right. what happened to the Jewish people in in from Egypt? They became free. They were laborers. They were working. But they weren't, their lives weren't in danger. Right, they right. weren't going to... They weren't going to were kill like them. That, they weren't, they, weren't, they, they were worth it. They wanted yeah, them, so they you know, unlike the... the uh, boy, they were killing the first four sons. What? They were yeah, the first boy, son. yeah, but, we're talk, but generally <laughs> speaking, the exodus, yeah, the exodus of yeah. Egypt was an exodus from slavery to freedom, whereas the deliverance that took place in Egypt, in Haman, he tried to annihilate us. So the Kamaris says... The Gomorrah says, since we find that even of the exodus of Egypt, which wasn't, and still the Jewish people sang to Hashem, how much more do we have to thank Hashem and think to Hashem when He saved our lives? I mean, we would have been annihilated. And that's why the Gomorrah says, that's why the rabbis instituted to read the Megillah, Purim. we know we read it twice we read it once in the nighttime and once in the daytime. it's based on a verse which is referencing Esther and Kayakra that both the night and the day but by the way the most important part if you can only make it to one Megillah reading or you have one opportunity to read for people the more important one is during the day, not the night. The night one is secondary to the day. Mm-hmm. It's important to hear both. I'm not trying to make anything linear, but you're saying if there's impossible to hear both, then this daytime is the more important one. What to time is to... it during the day, Red? Well, in our show, we read it at 8 o'clock, but there's, I think, Hani's going to post the schedule. The various, uh, different oh, yeah. Chabad, they're having one in... Uh, Hickson Farm, besides the other shuls that are having the Torah, the Megillah reading, but uh, Chabad is sponsoring various different in the nursing home, at the Hickson Farm, and by her, by us, so she's going to have a listing of the various different times to do it. Uh, I think it starts with, <laughs> by us, starts with 8, and then it goes to the Hickson Farm at one point, and And uh, Whitney Place? Yeah, Whitney Place too, yeah. So they're well, going to be reading the Megillah, so well, anybody the, wants to come listen. The farm party is at Whitney Place also? In I any know. event. I might just pour it. So in any event, so this was a um, uh, a great a, read. That's why we read the Megillah. Is it a trope? Yes. Yeah. Different from different, the different trope. than the usual. Yeah, yeah. And um, and how long? did it. Is, how how long Okay, it you should. You, so the Gemara basically says that if the Jewish people were thanking Hashem. And they were singing the Shira. Because Hashem took them out from slavery to freedom. How much more so when the E-bishter, when Hashem takes us out and saves us our lives. That Haman was trying to kill all Jews. And Hashem saved us. And we are alive. Of course we have to say uh, thank you to Hashem. And that's one of the reasons we read the Megillah. We read the Megillah because the Megillah is basically retelling the story. And giving our thanks to Hashem. And uh, uh making sure that we will um praise Hashem for it. Aha. Uh-huh. But the Gomorrah is never satisfied. But the Gomorrah says, Well what about hollow? Remember that's because well, what, like, yeah. what about hollow? What about hollow? How come we how come there's no hollow? Well when the Jews way. went out of Egypt The kids in class asked me that. Okay. They said Passover story didn't happen in Israel. Oh, wait. Oh that's what they're saying. Good. Excellent. Exactly. We have the discussion. That's that was a part of the discussion we had. So okay. So he says like this. That um the um halil, the Gemara says, why don't we say halo? pesach we say halal. So how can we say halal and purim? Hanukkah, we say yeah. hallu. How come we don't say halal and purim? So the Gemara says because this is a miracle, one reason, the Gemara gives three reasons. I don't have enough time to go through all of them, but just to tell you what the Gemara says, at least what the Talmud. The Talmud says that there was uh, a miracle that took place outside of Israel. We don't say challah. But the Gemara says, well, wait a minute, but the miracle of Egypt, the freedom also took place. Not nah, That was the question Janice asked me, because I gave her that answer too that I didn't think it didn't take away. She said, but what about Egypt? What about Egypt? Egypt is not Israel. And we're saying, hello for the miracle. And I gave her the answer. Which is? that Which were is? On way to Israel. That we're on the way to Israel. But the Talmud puts it this way. The Talmud puts it this way. The Talmud says, well, after the Jews entered Israel, then Israel became the place where you say hello for Hashem. Only miracles in Israel. But before Israel was chosen, Israel wasn't Israel then. Then we can say halal even for going out of Egypt. Because it's not yet. They didn't stop. They didn't start yet. They didn't go to Israel. That's what the one opinion says. And as the Rebbe explains it later on in this talk, he explains Israel has a different relationship in it, in, with Hashem, so to speak, that miracles that take place in Israel are more significant and they're more uh, reveals God's love and God's care of his people because generally Israel is considered even nowadays but certainly when everything was in Israel was proper with the Beis Hamikdash and with all the services then there is a a clearer conduct in a supernatural way so israel has something special for a miracle actually the talmud actually says later on just i'm bringing a different place says that after the jews were sent out of of israel there's even a possibility that we would say um we would say how even outside of israel there was something like that but that's another question but i want to just give you the two other answers uh that the Talmud says yeah Back to Israel. This poem took place between the first and the second. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. So they were technically on their way back, and it says even the second Beit Hamikdash was already being built. This was actually not gonna help because he, he told the Atchatsia Malchus, which is interpreted that I'm not gonna build the Beit Hamikdash for you. That's that's off the table. That was Achashverosh says I'm not gonna let it. Even ask me what you want, but I'm not building the Beit Hamikdash later on. So there wasn't really a direct path to that. Um, but the other thing is um, um, that the other thing he says well, there's no reason. So the Gemara asks, why don't we do hollow? So the first answer says we don't do hollow. only in just only Second says, well, we're doing the Megillah already. That's just the hollow. So why we don't need to duplicate it? So uh, therefore, there's actually a an idea brought down in some of the commentators. What happens if somebody doesn't have a Megillah? Didn't read the Megillah. So there's an opinion from the Me'iri, he should do halal. That it's only because the Megillah substitutes for the hallo. But if you don't have a Megillah, we don't rule like that. We don't rule like that. Actually, what the Rebbe interprets later on, he says, it takes the Megillah to give us a sense of the miracle. If we don't have the Megillah and you don't read how this whole thing took place and that there was a, a plan and everything else, you can just look at it. You can just look at it. You know, it's a natural phenomenon. I mean, King liked her. He didn't like Vasti, He changed his mind. He was flip flopping. But you don't see the miracle. So you actually need the Megillah reading, not to substitute for the hallow, but to give you a, a reason for for because you don't even know it without the Megillah. And um, and finally. The other answer says, well, in the halal, halal is this section of the tehillim that we last, of, we do it in the Pesach we'll say that that's the portions of the tehillim. So in the halal, it says, Praise Hashem, servants of God. And he says, Servants of God means that we are serving God and not, but during the time of exile, we're not servants of God alone because we have governments, we're, we're under the uh, domain of other, other people. So based on that, we can't say, Hallelu Av de Hashem, that the Gemara says. And uh, the Rebbe brings it also out to, to mean, to, in, the, in the context, the Rebbe says, is that, you know, you have to, a miracle which is not open. We always have miracles. Every day we have miracles. The only thing is, nature is the biggest miracle. So that's a constant. We say, we can't, we say, Al Nisecha, for your miracles with us every day. But Al Nisecha, in the, in the modem, that we say in the Amida, we say for your miracles that you do with us every day. Basically, every every day, Hashem does miracles with us. However, because they're constant, they're regular, they're natural, so you can't say hollow. Actually, if you say hollow too much, you are sort of making it cheap. So you have to leave it for special occasions. You can't if you keep on uh, telling uh, your wife, your husband, "Thank you, thank you, thank, you, thank you" every time, then you don't miss. You're missing out on doesn't the special. He, Ah, huh? doesn't mean anything anymore because it becomes cheap. Yeah, that's so why Jeff doesn't take me. <laughs> what? And therefore, the miracle of Purim has like, you know, you have to pay attention to realize that there's a miracle over there. Uh, it was dressed up in nature. It was a miracle, but it all took. It wasn't like it took natural turns, and um, you got to be an avde Hashem. You got to be a servant of Hashem to really sense it, to become uh, sensitive to that. But the Megillah helps you uh, focus and helps you putting it into perspective and uh, and uh, also talk in our lives, you know, we have uh, the spiritual part in us which sees things, you know, our soul uh, can sense and we feel sometimes but then we have the 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 body tells us you know everything is you know it's just <laughs> it's just nature it's just things and and the idea is to sometimes open up your eyes and, uh, and, and and see that the great miracles of Hashem and and then give Hashem thanks maybe you're not gonna read the Megillah you're not gonna say the Hallel but still you're gonna say thank you.